Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the official business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to John O'Shea, founder of Helio Lending, a business specialized in cryptocurrency-based loans, who is working together with Blue Mountain Capital. John, an experienced entrepreneur, saw the opportunity as a revolutionary within the lending industry. He discusses the future of cryptocurrency as an asset, how the interest in Helio Lending has been to date, as well as the simplicity of their underlying technology and business model. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu, I'm here with Karen Erickson on the Eden Exchange team. Hi everyone. Today we're joined by John O'Shea, who's the founder and director of Helio Lending. Thanks a lot for joining us today, John. Oh, thanks for having me and uh, can I say I'm pretty excited, this is the first time that we are publicly speaking about Helio Lending and uh, we've got a lot to chat about so I'm really excited about getting into it. Look, this is an exceptionally uh, unique and um, different company hit the Australian market. Can you firstly tell us a brief introduction about your background as well as your role at Helio Lending? So I've been in financial services for over 25 years. Uh, I've developed businesses and sold those on. I've developed financial planning businesses which were bought by Bendigo Bank. I then uh, was a senior executive at Bendigo Bank for three years. And after leaving there, I set up a stock working firm which I built up to being quite a substantial business and sold that to Saxo Bank in Denmark. For the last three years, I've been working in the short-term uh, lending space and have, because of that, have developed Helio Lending. And how did you come up with the idea of Helio Lending? What, what sort of inspired the creation? Well, when I was working with the, uh, the mid-tier lender, we were looking for alternative markets. I was director of the company and we were really looking to expand and I was looking for alternative solutions uh, with less risk. So the ability to be able to lend to people that have an asset in the crypto space was very, very exciting and after doing a lot of research we realised that there was no one in Australia offering this solution and there was only probably two or three providers globally that were uh, actually able to offer this solution. So it was a natural fit. Not an easy business to build, but now we're almost live and we should be in the market uh, next week. So can you tell us a little bit more about the company itself and how is this differentiated from any local or domestic solutions out there? Well, we're going to be the only company that's licensed in Australia with, a, with an ACL, an Australian credit license. We uh, are the only company that will be allowed or will be able to lend against an asset with crypto. So that's currently not available in the Australian market. There are a couple of providers globally that do this, but their solution is a peer-to-peer. Well, we're actually a direct lender. So we'll use our own funds or funds from third parties and we'll lend directly to the client. So the process is very quick, it's very seamless, and you have a place that you can actually call on if you have an issue or a question. So we're actually, you know, we'll be resourcing it with humans. Um, and I mean, cryptocurrency is fairly new, but what do you think is one of the reasons that nobody really has done this before? The market, you know, the traditional lenders, you know, the banks and uh, the, the second tier lenders are really very much stuck in, in the models that they're in at the moment, car, personal loans, home loans. This is an alternative asset class. This is a new asset class. And so you have to be bold and, and have a little bit of an adventure in your uh, business acumen to be able to take on such a, an asset, which is new. But it is very exciting. There is over $20 billion worth of crypto assets just in Australia. And this is untapped. So I just see that as a huge potential and opportunity. And 
when you say it's a seamless process, could you just elaborate on that? Because it can be difficult when you're entering new markets when you know some part of that market is relatively unrefined and you're bringing in that refinement process. Uh, how do you go about creating that seamless journey for someone who may need money on their assets, their digital assets? Yeah, so it's an ex- it is really a simple process and a lot of very powerful tools are being used behind the scenes. So a client will come to our website, they'll put in some basic information, name, date of birth, email, phone and address. And while they're doing that, we're actually then using some third-party suppliers. So in the first instance to do KYC, we are using Australia Post digital uh, ID. So they go off and then check all of the different areas that they need to to make sure that person actually is who they're saying they are. Simultaneously, we're actually then checking your bank account. That's all done in a matter of seconds. That client is then approved from our point of view that they are who they say they are. And we then can issue them a loan depending on the number of or what assets they're actually putting up. And that's the exciting bit. So that, that process is done in a matter of minutes. Then the client agrees to the terms and conditions that we set out. And depending on their lending volumes, how much they want to borrow, we will then send them the, the contracts. They sign the contracts, send those back to us. They then transfer their asset or their crypto to our wallet, which we hold as custodian. We don't have the right to sell or do anything with that. We're purely holding it. And we, for an example, can lend them on a 50% LVR. So if they gave us $10,000 worth of Bitcoin, we can give them $5,000 in cash. So what are your thoughts on interest and, you know, looking at cryptocurrency as an investment compared to other more traditional funds? I mean, it's a very volatile investment when you think about it, but what are your thoughts on sort of the future? It's interesting that you say it's volatile. Yes, it has movements, but uh, I lived in Asia for, uh, you know, four years and the US, uh, the Australian dollar was parity. In fact, it was a dollar ten. Uh, it's now at 70%. So that's that's a pretty big swing of 40%. Mm. But no one's jumping out of the, the roof or doing anything, you know, bizarre and saying that that's very, very wild. To me, the, the movements in the crypto is because it's young. It's yet to experience some of the larger fund managers that come in, but it's only a matter of time. Um, and the media would like to talk up the, the negative about this, but this is here to stay, and it is very much a very powerful tool. And, uh, and is, it is that case often when, um, maybe I'm being a bit dramatic here, but you're in that process of bringing order to chaos in some financial instruments. But is that really the case, or do you think I'm exaggerating? I, I think uh, it's... If we were to look back on history and recognise where I would think the crypto is in the life cycle, um, and a lot of your listeners will, will relate to this, is that we are at the dial-up stage of the internet. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we sat there and a trucker drive past and a disconnect. Yeah. You know, it was slow. It was you know, it took a minute and a half to two minutes to even log on to the internet. If we had a said back then that today you would be you know, able to have your shopping delivered into your car boot and, and not actually even go to the shop, you, you would have thought we were crazy back in those days. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. So, but you've got to understand the underlying technology in the crypto is the blockchain. And that is 10 times more powerful than the internet. And everyone in big business is looking at this. So Australia Post has seven staff. All the banks have massive teams working on how they're going to use it. So the underlying technology is more exciting than the, than the, the crypto itself. And that is that all your, 
utility bills, all of your payments, all your passports, all your driver's license will all be held on blockchain to the future. It, it is fascinating. And how do you generate revenue out of the, the whole model? Ours is very simple. Our whole business model is really simple. And that is that we charge a fee on establishing the loan, which can be anything up to $400. And sometimes that will be waived. Sometimes that would be used as an introduction fee to a third party. Then we just charge an interest rate. And the interest rate depends on the risk. So that interest rate could be anything between 15% to 25%. The beauty of this model, though, is we're building an annuity stream. And that's what makes it so exciting is that the fact is we make one sale for one client, but that client is going to continue to pay us for the next three, six, three years. And so that means that we actually really can flatten out the overall growth of the business and actually make it very scalable. And if you're looking at markets, you're starting in Australia now, but what are other major markets you're looking at focusing on um, internationally? Well, you know, being very close to um, Malaysia, Indonesia, Vietnam, Taiwan, all these are very massive um, uh, users of the crypto. They like risk. You know, they've been always in these sorts of spaces of early adopters. Uh, we're already in discussion with suppliers and, and partners to be able to leverage the opportunity. And we are a global business. Even though that we've got an Australian license, we aren't restricted by any borders. And look, it's extremely cutting edge. I mean, what's the market response been like to date? I know you've been very close to launch, but in terms of pre-launch response, uh, can you talk a bit about how your response has been? I, I love the fact going and speaking to you know potential clients. Mm -hmm. And the thing that really resonates with me is that you don't get a lot of pushback. Mm -hmm. It's a simple business model. We're not, we're not overly complicating things. We, we don't have a token. We're not leveraging off a membership. We're, we're really just sitting here and lending money against some assets. And that to me is really exciting. The next bit, if we looked at what competitors are doing, and even if we took something simple like um, the peer-to-peer -peer lending, Salt, um, which is probably the first group that ever launched, they had $550 million of loan applications in the first week. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible, yeah, right? It's... Well, now they're at $2.5 billion. Now, you know, they haven't written many loans because it's peer-to-peer. -peer. Imagine that with my model, then I'm only restricted by the amount of money I can lend out. So we, we, we see that this has got massive growth in Australia and we'll focus on Australia, we're betting down, and we'll make sure that we are profitable, but we'll also be looking to other Asian countries, either partnering or going in there on our own. Okay. Is that the goal for next year or how do you, how do you look? Sorry, well, yeah, being pretty close. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're pretty close to next year. So, yeah, yeah we're already having discussions. So, <laughs> we've been, we've engaged Austrade. We've got three or four different um, independent consultants working with us. We've had a trip to Malaysia. We've had a trip to Indonesia. Uh, there's discussions with Vietnam. So, yeah, we are rolling that out, but I'm not allowing that to distract me from what I need to be doing, which is the core business here in Australia to make sure that it's all operational. Sure. So you've been doing a lot of work with Mark Rainbird and the team at um, Blue Mount Capital. Can you tell us a little bit about the strategic goals for Helio Lending in 2019 and beyond? Right. So my first aim is to be cash flow positive. Yeah. I'm old school, okay? So, uh, you know, as much as we want to be able to talk, we've got massive numbers, that's my number one aim. And I believe that we can achieve that in 2019. We've got a very, very small team. We're going to keep it very, very lean. Um, and most of the partners that are working with us are taking equity. The next aim is that what we want to do is expand globally. 
Now to do that, we've looked at a number of alternative solutions and the number one solution that's come and we've engaged council in the US is to look at a US listing. And so our, our goal before the end of 2019 is to do a US listing. And what are the next steps before you can do that? I mean, you mentioned to get cash flow positive. Yep. Um, what are your shorter term goals? The shorter term goals is actually, we're, we're launching next week. So we're right on the cusp. So you, you, your listeners are hearing to the very, very first ever media about this. Um, so the process will be to get our processes and procedures right, making sure that the customer experience is not only what we're, we're expecting ourselves and what they expect. Yes. So we'll be doing a lot of research, a lot of communication, uh, a lot of piloting, um, and obviously then going out into the, into the greater world, into the marketing and, and taking on clients. So we have everything in place. We've got all of the software in place. We've got all the solutions in place. We're just testing at the moment. Well, look, it's a very exciting time to be doing what you're doing. What's the best thing about what you're doing now? What's driving you to do what you're doing? I've, it's a bit like climbing a mountain that's no one climbed before. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like, that to me is exciting. Every yeah. day I have to go, you know, keep pushing forward because I've got no one to copy. Um, there's very few people that, um, that have done this. In my model, we're the first. So that's really exciting. Um, it's also scary, but the, the thing is that I can already see what the value is going to be and this will be a very, very substantial business in the future. And we do encourage anyone interested to find out more to head towards www.bluemapcapital.com and one of the team will be in touch to, to discuss how you can um, um, be involved. Um, and anything else you'd like to add to John? I, I think that the one thing we're also going to do is we're going to do a bit of a community focus. Yeah. So um, I've got a background in education. I, I built the first uh, CD-ROM on the environment and we delivered that to all schools in Australia for free. Okay. We want to do the same thing with, with this product, but not just focusing on our business, but focusing on the whole industry. You know, I've got uh, four young kids and they don't know much about crypto and yet it's, it's going to be their future. So I really believe that we're going to you know, need to be gearing up, not worrying about just how we can make a business out of it, but educating the next generation so that they can then make it even more powerful. So that's something we're going to do as our community initiative and that'll be launching next year as well. Sure. And, and then what's your take on where the industry's going as well at a macro level? We've talked a little bit about how the, um, this is a bit more of a refinement process going on in Bitcoin and crypto. Where do you think the industry is heading over the next couple of years? Look, the, the industry's come out of decentralization. Yeah. Um, and that is that they don't want to deal with the banks, they don't want to deal with a third party or an intermediary. And that's fine on a, on a very, very high level, but it's very difficult to engage large business. So I think the future is about compliance, is about getting their, their legal processes in line. It's about getting rid of the people that are there just to make a quick dollar. It really does come back to it, it's going to have to find a foundation and that's going to be around regulation. And so once that starts happening and governments realise that this is not, not a quick overnight issue and it's here to stay and they start addressing it from that point of view is that this has got a very strong future and it's already happening. Yeah. Countries are already doing this, um, there's companies that are already doing this, um, you know, the quick raise money is gone, it's now coming back to more traditional business models and that doesn't mean that you still can't use it and buy something overseas and transfer it with your crypto but it's just got to be regulated. And once that happens, to whatever way, uh, you'll find that this is here to stay for, you know, with a really solid base. And in terms of getting your 
your concept or your business out? What type of alliances are you trying to create in the market as well? It, we, we are absolutely getting inundated. We, we're, there's educators that want to partner with us for their clients. There's the traditional broker that's in, in the crypto space or the trader. We had one the other day that we spoke to. They've got a 1,000 active clients with over $40 million worth of crypto assets held, and they, they would love to partner with us. So we've yeah. just signed a, a heads of agreement with them to be able to partner with them. And we've got 15 providers like that at the moment that we're actually partnering with, and that's on a global basis as well as locally. So our distribution model is going to be very cost-effective. We're not going to necessarily have to be spending large money on advertising and campaigns using traditional mediums. And then secondly is that they very much congregate in areas that they feel comfortable with. So they're not going to be going off to a stockbroker to talk about crypto. They're going to the crypto broker. Yeah. So they're all, they're all formulating in that space. So I partner with that, with that space and I capture a very, very large database very, very cost effectively instead of having to go out and re-advertise and, and remarket. So from that point of view, but you have to be good because if, if you're not good, then they're going to pull you apart very quickly. But you, if you are good, you can see how this can spiral completely, completely out of control. Completely out of control. <laughs> yeah. Because and I can't wait for that. Because that base technology is set. You know, the checks and balances are set. So you can. It, yeah. It's just more about implementing now. So we're we're really looking forward to to helping and seeing how this goes in the market. Yeah, and, and look, I've been very conservative. Um, you know, we're looking to lend ten million dollars in two thousand and nineteen. Um, I've already got three million dollars worth of loan applications. Um, so we're trying to do this where we're positioning ourselves as being somebody that's going to be stable and here for the long term. And rolling out a, you know, an innovative company like this is not an easy task. Can you talk a little bit about your team who's going to be helping achieve this? Yeah, so we're, I've been able to bring together some real senior experts in different disciplines. So we've got the financial services, compliance, marketing, and then the crypto, where we really have some strength is two of the key advisors, um, uh, Don Christie, ex-president of Australia Trustee, built up massive organisations, really senior and has been in financial services uh, for, for a lot longer than I'm allowed to say. And then Michael Bassina, he, he is the god of the crypto legal world, works for Piper Alderman. He is the man to go to if you've got any crypto um, advice you need. And we're very lucky to have engaged him to be part of our team. And I can say that there is not many companies that have been able to convince him to join their, their organisation. So he sits there. And then we've got Sam Westaway, who is a marketing genius, works for very, very large companies and organisations. He's a director of Bohemian, um, which deals with very, very big companies. And we're, again, really lucky where he's actually waived his, his two years fee to be marketing director and he's only taking equity. So he believes in it as well. So we've got a really, really strong board and advisory committee. And then we've got some really enthusiastic young staff that uh, are just willing to work really hard and surround us with the right people. So. Uh, we're really lucky to have have the group that we've been able to pull together. And finally, is there anything you want to say to anyone who's um, thinking about the industry or thinking about where the crypto Bitcoin industry is going and where you think Helios is placed to capitalise on that? 
it's interesting. I have a lot of uh, dinner conversations with people that are my age, mm-hmm. and they talk about, well, it's risky, you know, it's got all, you know, people are stealing it, and, and really, will it last? And, it, and, and I sort of sit there and go, well, yeah, you're hearing a little bit. You're hearing a very, very small, but we've just had a Royal Commission into the banking, um, you know, and that's very public. So any industry is going to have those experiences. But I think where the exciting bit about this is it's actually a currency. This is actually a real currency and is being used. So if we go back in history, in the olden days, you used to basically trade with fur and food and shelter. That was your currency. Uh, then came along gold and silver and copper, and that was a currency. And then we actually had currency or a fiat, you know, where you actually, each country had their own currency. This is another currency. This isn't IT necessarily and, and you know, a gadget or a widget. This is actually a real currency and it's being used. Next year, you'll see this being used by uh, Visa and MasterCard. You'll be able to pay for things in shops. Um, it is really a very, very exciting medium because it's global and it's a currency and we can peg it. That, to me, is its future. Absolutely. Look, it's been a pleasure having you on today, John. Anyone interested in the concept to head towards bluemountcapital.com. It's a very exciting um, industry and opportunity and we'd love to have you on again for an update on how your launch is going and your next steps in the development of Helio. Great. And I appreciate you uh, taking the time and uh, I hope your listeners got some uh, good information out of it. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks. Thank you. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Helio Lending's founder, John O'Shea. For more information about Helio Lending or to listen to any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes or Stitchers if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thank you for listening. Life's like sugar, but